Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I come on here and talk about civil asset forfeiture quite a bit, and almost never does anyone actually argue with me and say, no, Steve, civil asset forfeiture is good. And I'm surprised with the contrarians in the world today. It's universally despised, civil asset forfeiture in America. And so I do what I can to complain about it here. Other people do as well. The Institute for Justice does great work on this, as do other organizations. And so it's always good to see when someone else steps up and joins the fight. And quite a few people sent this to me. Comedians sue over a drug search program at Atlanta Airport. Now, this is from the Associated Press, but I saw it reported everywhere yesterday. Because these are comedians. These are people who try to make others laugh for a living. They're entertainers. And they're stepping up and saying, we... We have been victims of this process, and therefore we'd like to draw some attention to it. And it's going to take more and more people coming out, speaking out, standing up, doing all the different cliche things I can say to make it where everybody is outraged and finally someone will have to do something about it. Comedians Eric Andre and Clayton English are challenging a police program at the Atlanta airport that they say violates the constitutional rights of airline passengers particularly black passengers, through racial profiling and coercive searches just as they're about to board their flights. So if you've ever flown in America, there's a good chance you went through Atlanta. It's one of the major hubs. And uh, whether you're flying to Atlanta or not as your destination, you quite often find yourself going through that airport. And so the local police there have said, hey, a lot of people passing through town. Maybe we can shake them down a little bit. Lawyers of two men filed a lawsuit in federal court in Atlanta, alleging that they were racially profiled and illegally stopped by Clayton County Police at Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Two men are well-known comedians and actors. Say officers singled them out during separate stops roughly six months apart because they are black and grilled them about drugs as other passengers watched. Now, I know some people are going to say, Steve, it happens to everybody, blacks, whites, you name it. Civil asset forfeiture affects everybody. Yes, it, it does. It does. It does. But these guys are black. And so they're speaking about it from their perspective. And uh, the story is crazy. So Andre said, people were gawking at me. And I looked suspicious when I had done nothing wrong. He said it was dehumanizing and demoralizing. While the stated purpose of the program is to fight drug trafficking, the lawsuit says drugs are rarely found. Criminal charges seldom filed. And seized cash provides a financial windfall for the police department. And so just in case you missed the nuance here, this is happening at an airport. And it's happening as people are boarding the planes. And it's local police officers shaking down passengers trying to get on a plane. This is beyond the TSA checkpoints. This is inside the airport. So most people feel like they've run the gauntlet when they've gotten through TSA. You know, you get to put your belt and your shoes back on and you start heading towards your gate. Then you start boarding the plane and, hey, there are some cops over here. What are the police doing there? Well, this is what they're doing. Clayton County police officers and investigators from the county district attorney's office selectively stop passengers in the narrow jet bridges used to access the planes. The officers take the passengers' boarding passes and identification and interrogate them, sometimes searching their bags before they board their flights. Now, this is according to the allegations in the lawsuit, but I've flown before quite a few times. I'm sure you have too. 
The jetway that goes down to the jet is rather narrow and congested, and everyone's kind of in a hurry to get through there to get on the plane. And there's cops stopping people and searching their luggage in that space. The police department calls the stops consensual. They're consensual and says they are random. But in reality, the stops rely on coercion and targets are selected disproportionately based on their race. Clayton County Police Spokesperson Julia Isaac said the department does not comment on pending litigation. She's got one of the easiest jobs on earth because she gets asked to comment on pending litigation and she gets to say no comment. Police records show that from August 30th, 2020, to April 30th, 2021, there were 402 jet bridge stops, and the passenger's race was listed for 378 of those stops. Of those 378, 56% were black. So it's not completely all blacks, but 56%. And people of color accounted for 68% of the stops. Those 402 stops resulted in three reported contraband seizures, And the lawsuit says only the first and third person were charged. So 402 people were stopped. There was only three seizures of anything illegal. And only two of those people were charged with crimes. So it would appear to be an extremely ineffective method to catch people drug trafficking. If you stop 400 people and you wind up charging two of them. And by the way, these are not big charges either. Uh, For instance, one of them was carrying some prescription pills, but didn't have the prescription on them. Those 402 stops, though, yielded more than a million dollars in cash and money orders from a total of 25 passengers. All but one were allowed to continue the travels, and only two, the ones who had the contraband seized, were charged according to the lawsuit. Eight of the 25 challenged the seizures, and Clayton County Police settled those eight cases returning much of the seized money, implying that they did not return at all. And so it appears that if they take your money and you challenge it, there's a better chance you'll get it back. But a lot of people didn't bother. You might say, Steve, if you're walking away from money, aren't you admitting you're a bad person, you did something wrong? No, I'm admitting I live in Detroit and I was flying through Atlanta and they took my money and I'm back in Detroit. Do I want to fly back to Atlanta to try to get my money. How much effort do you put into trying to get your money back? And it depends on how much money they seized and what their argument is. But if they took $1,000 from me, okay? Now, on principle, and also because I could shoot videos about it, I I would fight it. I would turn it into World War III. I would. But someone else who's rational, (laughs) who had $1,000 taken from them at Atlanta, when they live in another state, would look at it and go, oh, I can hire a local attorney, go down there a few times and fight this, file a lawsuit, it'll cost me a couple thousand dollars just to get this thing rolling. And if I win, I'll still be upside down because it's going to cost me more than it's worth to pursue. So that's why they do this. Carrying large quantities of cash doesn't mean someone is involved in illegal drug activity, the lawyers argue. Noting that people of color are less likely to have bank accounts and are more likely to carry large sums of cash when they travel. English was stopped while flying from Atlanta, where he lives, to Los Angeles for work back in 2020. Andre had finished a shoot for HBO and was traveling from Charleston, South Carolina, to his home in L.A., but went through Atlanta. Officers blocked them 
as they entered the jet bridge and asked if they were carrying illegal drugs. Both were asked to hand over their boarding passes and ID. An officer said he wanted to search English's bag, and English agreed, not believing he had a choice. And that is the thing. They go, no, this is consensual. They say, give me your boarding pass and your ID. They take that from you. They now say, can I see your bags? Now, you might say, Steve, asking can I see your bags implies it's consensual if they do. Well, a police officer who's wearing a badge and a gun in uniform and has your ID and boarding pass in his hands and says, can I see your bag? How many people in America would actually say, no, I know my rights. I don't have to let you see my bag. Give me back my ID. And there's another problem here. You're about to get on a plane. That plane ain't waiting for you. Not if the police detain you. So your first thought is, I need to get on that plane. And this guy's got my ID and my boarding pass. I can't get on the plane until I finish dealing with this police officer. So he said, I felt completely powerless. I felt violated. I felt concerned. This is English speaking at a news conference. I felt like I had to comply if I wanted everything to go smoothly. Andre complained about his stop right after it happened. Clayton County Police said at the time that it was consensual. Mr. Andre chose to speak with investigators during the initial encounter, the department said. During the encounter, Mr. Andre voluntarily provided the investigators' information as to his travel plans. Mr. Andre also voluntarily consented to a search of his luggage, but the investigators chose not to do so. And this is something where I think that police should be required to tell you. They ask you a question. It's almost like Miranda. They need to tell you, I'd like to look in your luggage, but you're allowed to say no. May I look in your luggage? But they don't do that. Andre said he felt a moral calling to bring the lawsuits. These practices can stop, and these cops can be held accountable for this because it's unethical. And then he said, and this is the important part, I have the resources to bring national attention and international attention to this incident. It's not an isolated incident. If black people don't speak up for each other, who will? And I understand what he's saying, but that sentence works just as well with if people don't speak up for each other, who will? And again, he's making a point from his perspective, and I'm not saying he's wrong, but I'm glad he's speaking up, even if he's not speaking for me, because this can happen to anyone. And like the numbers bear out, it happens 56% of the time to blacks in this setting, 68% to people of color. And so I've actually had people say, Steve, you're a white guy. You don't know what it's like to be hassled by the cops. Actually, I do. I I haven't gotten into some stories of my youth. (laughs) Someday I might. And I will admit, I've never been beaten, okay, by a police officer. And, uh, you know, so, so there are certain experiences I can't speak to. And I'll, and I'll admit that. I'll admit that. So in that context, I'm glad these guys are speaking up the way they're speaking up. And that's one of the reasons I believe that minorities get singled out by law enforcement because law enforcement thinks, well, they're less likely to fight back. And these guys have the resources and a platform to speak out. 
So I'm glad they're doing this. I just hope that everyone does this. Everybody stands up, speaks out if they can, or is aware of this and spreads the word. That's the thing. That's the only way we can get this taken care of. One of the lawyers who filed the lawsuit is a new NYU School of Law Policing Project co-founder, Barry Friedman. He encouraged anyone else who has had a similar experience in Atlanta to get in touch with him. The lawsuit names Clayton County and the police chief, as well as four police officers and a district attorney's office investigator. It alleges violations of the constitutional rights that protect against unreasonable searches and seizures against and against racial discrimination. So searches and seizures, of course, we're talking about the Fourth Amendment. The comedians seek a jury trial and ask that the Clayton County Police Jet Bridge Interdiction Program be declared unconstitutional. They also seek compensatory and punitive damages as well as legal costs. And this is an interesting point. They didn't take anything from these two comedians. They did not have their money taken. They didn't have any of their stuff taken. Okay? So some people would say, well, they got off easy and actually are they even victims? Well, they're subjected to an unlawful search. And as I've mentioned before, people always respond to these videos and say, Steve, it's got to violate the Fourth Amendment or the Fifth Amendment. Fourth Amendment is the unlawful search and seizure, the taking of the money, the seizure. The Fifth Amendment, of course, is due process. They can't take your stuff without due process. So the Fourth and Fifth often get invoked at the same time when somebody unlawfully searches you, seizes your stuff, and takes it without due process. That's the Fourth and the Fifth in a nutshell, okay? So these guys were stopped getting on board the plane, but they didn't have any money taken from them. But they were still stopped and subjected to an unlawful search. And I agree that that's a sound case, and I hope this proceeds, and we'll see what happens there. But even better, I don't understand the airport, and I don't understand the people who oversee airports, which would be the feds, allowing local police to get beyond TSA down on the walkway into the aircraft and to be stopping people at random and searching their luggage at that point, that is one of the worst bottlenecks on the face of the planet. Getting through TSA might take some time, but it's moving, and you expect that. So going through TSA, you show them the ID, you take off your belt, shoes, all that stuff, put it through the x-ray machine. That's intrusive, but everybody goes through that. You come out the other side, now you're walking down the terminal, you think you're home free, just got to find your gate, sit down, wait a few minutes, and then as you line up and you're, and you're going through the tunnel to get to your plane, suddenly local police appear out of nowhere. What's that all about? That's crazy. So the idea that they're stopping people there and going, oh, can we search your bags? Let's see your ID. Oh, that's all consensual. If you wanted to, you could have said no, but you didn't. And that is one of the biggest myths in our society. When the police say, oh, we asked you a question and you answered it affirmatively. You didn't have to answer. You could have said no. And everyone knows that if you say no to something like that, they're going to say, well, that's suspicious. He won't let us look at his suitcase consensually. And uh, maybe we need to stop this person talking for a little while longer. Because they could detain you and talk to you for half an hour. Your plane takes off and they could say, you know something? You're good. Go. Your plane's gone. What do you do now? And... I've also had people, and I know someone's going to comment on this, say, Steve, but the fact that you won't consent to a search obviously 
can't rise to the level of creating the suspicion that would then let them search you. Because <laughs> that would be one of the great bootstrap type arguments. And I agree with that. But again, they're not looking for the leverage to arrest you. They're looking for the leverage to search your stuff. Because they search your stuff and find money, they can keep it. And they can let you go on your way. There's been no arrest. So you got nothing to complain about. They took your money, but, but you can't complain about an unlawful arrest. You weren't arrested. So it's an absurd situation, but that is the absurdity of civil asset forfeiture. So these two guys, Eric Andre and Clayton English, have filed a lawsuit because they were targeted, they say, as they were boarding planes at Atlanta. And that, to me, is crazy. This has been going on. I've flown through Atlanta, I believe, during this time frame. It didn't happen to me, but I don't remember ever seeing police officers, uh, you know, in that walkway there. So uh, we'll see what happens here. But this is sent by Scott, Todd, Steve, not me, and the other Doug, and David. <laughs> guy named Doug sent me a story. He said, Steve, there's another guy named Doug who sends your stories. I'm the other Doug. So this is the other Doug. Uh, from the Associated Press, comedians sue over drug search program at Atlanta Airport. Questions or comments, as always, put them in the comments below. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change.